friends, Susan here with our Word of the Week. We're continuing our celebration of Black history, and today we're going to learn about a special person named Polly Murray. We've got a book that we're going to read that tells all about her life and the amazing things that happened in it. Imagination Station, Exploring the Trailblazing Life of Polly Murray, written by Avani and Sandesh Rao. Illustrated by Deborah Fitzgerald. Good morning, girls and boys. It's a lovely day for a field trip in the Imagination Station. We will have the honor of meeting someone very special and brave. Come, shuffle in line. Single formation. There's so much to learn today from Miss Polly Murray. Just this way, through the station. Hello, everyone. My name is Polly Murray, and I am here to tell a little bit about my story. My sweet dreams when I was young may some have seemed far-flung, but with a little courage and self-esteem, these nighttime thoughts became more than just a dream. I was born in Baltimore, Maryland, to very loving parents. Auntie Pauline adopted me because of my mom and dad's ailments. In Durham, North Carolina, Auntie Pauline was a schoolteacher. She taught me to dream big and think on my own, not just be a people-pleaser. Her life lessons would help me forever. Exceptional ability is nothing more than persistent endeavor. To some people, being smart and hardworking was just not enough. Life in the 1920s for many groups of Americans was very rough. Laws were in place that were not right, leading to unfair treatment because we were not white. These unfair rules promoted segregation, and it was the law of the land for much of the nation. Some colleges would not take me because of the color of my skin. Being a girl in those times also limited what schools I could get in. Auntie Pauline's advice made hard times conceivable to surmount, saying, It's not what you have, but what you are that counts. Remembering Auntie's lessons, I started finding my own way. I earned a spot in Hunter College in New York and had to move away. Hard classes and multiple jobs made college not easy, but with guidance from caring teachers, I got my degree. From what I had experienced and what I had learned, I became dedicated to represent people whose voices were unheard. During the Great Depression, many lost or could not find work. So I helped people get jobs, build pride, and form a network. I then spent time teaching kids who could not read joining sounds to make words, reading sentences, and ultimately succeed. But my dreams to help others kept growing even bigger. I had to learn the law to be a true civil rights crusader. Being a minority woman, many law schools would deny me acceptance. Rather than turning to anger, this motivated my drive and independence. My motto was, don't get mad, get smart. I always asked why and followed my heart. So then I asked why, questioning those unfair rules that prohibited me and others from going to a certain school. Along the way, I met the wonderful First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt, a strong woman who felt the same way about discrimination as I felt. Together, we helped a Virginian sharecropper, unfairly accused of a big crime, and many of us hoped to reduce his sentence but we ran out of time. This opened my eyes to the injustices of segregation and racism. 
Separation and hate were wrong. Everyone should be welcome. Why divide where someone could eat or sit because of how they look? There is no reason for this. So this cause I undertook. Separation in public based on color was simply unfair. So we staged a restaurant sit-in, making sure it was a peaceful affair. Of course, many angry people tried to kick us out, but some others listened to what we were upset about. Rather than get mad, we got smart. So blacks and whites no longer had to eat apart. We were able to help change the rule by being activists, yet still playing it cool. It still surprises me just how big of a fuss it was when I decided to sit in the front of a bus. Eventually, my journey led me to finally study the law, when I was invited by Howard to be a lawyer after all the prior hoopla. I was the only woman who was in my class, but charged forward. All expectations I surpassed. First Howard, then Berkeley, and ending at Yale. I studied the law extensively, among mostly males. I got a doctorate in law, the highest degree. But again, there were no other black students except for me. In positions of power, when I looked around, I noticed hardly any women could be found. So I gave speeches and helped pass laws to demand equal treatment. Women deserve the same as men. We are equally brilliant. In my older years, it was last but not least that I became the first black woman ordained as an Episcopal priest. Questioning the limits should never be a bore. When situations are unfair, be smart and cause an uproar. With words and peaceful protests, there is much to accomplish. Think of all I was able to do, things that started as just a wish. Polly Murray lived with determination and passion. She took her wishes and put them into action. Do not worry about how you will be perceived. It is more important to stand up for what you will believe. So remember, have the biggest dreams. These lead to more than it may seem. The end. Wow. It's really interesting to hear about all the amazing things that Polly Murray did. What a brave person. Okay, and now it's time for a song. You might remember this one from last week. Wade in the Water. Chills the body but not the soul 
For our silly send-off. Shelly's parents have three children. The first one is named Snap. The second one is named Crackle. What's the third child's name? Hmm. Has to be Pop. Nope. It's Shelly. Oh. Shelly's parents. I know. All right, everyone. Have a great week. And always remember, nothing, absolutely nothing, can separate you from God's love. <laughs>